I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. I program here called the Mariner's Call. This old Mariner calling out to those who are listeners. Hey, by the way, thank you for being a regular listener to the Mariner's Call. We get some notes, some letters, mostly emails and texts from people that uh, say, Brother Munn, we've sort of added this to our regular uh, listening time. Thank you for that. And if you haven't heard our program much at all, I trust you'll bear with, it, with, with us today. Hope there's some things that we can say that has some spiritual significance to it that will be able to help you, especially with eternal values. I read a book not too long ago. As far as this book is concerned, as I read, I said, now, you know, I can make application to the Bible with the things that happen there. Let me just sort of uh, get into what I'm talking about, and I hope I can make this interesting. I guess the thought at this particular time would be drifting. Am I speaking to someone adrift? It was the month of January, the 16th, 1942, a scout bomber over the South Pacific searching for submarines found itself in trouble at a loss of power. Now, the uh, one of the three men that was aboard there was the pilot, of course, the chief petty officer. I think his name was Harold Dixon, and he had a gunner. I think his name was Tony Pastula, and a radio man was Gene Aldrich. And what took place, as they sat on the surface of the South Pacific, immediately, when I say immediately, within five minutes, the plane sank from under them. And they were set adrift on a four-by-eight rubber raft, just with their clothes, one knife, one pair of pliers, and an old rusty pistol. There was no food. There's no water. And an adventure began that just... Oh, it just uh, it kept my attention all the way to the end. And these men almost, you know, almost lost, almost lost their lives. We'll talk about this uh, in the message. Uh, the first night, I guess it was January, even though they're in the South Pacific, uh, the night got cold. It said they almost froze to death. It's the, the next day because of the fact that they were in the South Pacific, the salt water that was there, the, they had gotten wet, salt all over their clothes, you know. And it said during the daytime, the sun was so bright, it says they were like uh, a piece of beef on a grill. They just roasted. The second day was a repeat of the first, only worst. The third day, my friend, uh, they, they were just despairing of life. By the fifth day, they were so dehydrated delirious they were right at the point of death and then it rained and as i read in this book you should 
have uh, read the description of what it was like to have the water come down from the sky and the men to be able to hold their heads up and just to drink to the full. And then they began to understand it was important because it might not rain anymore. If they were going to stay alive, they're going to have to take and keep some of that water. Uh, The sixth day was still difficult. The seventh day seems as if, uh, and I'm sure these men did, did some praying, not a whole lot of mention of that in the book, but on the seventh day, they caught a small fish. As far as this fish is concerned, you should read the description of how, of course, they cut it into three different pieces, and I don't know who got the head, who got the, the tail part of the middle, you know, but just uh, reading how that just tasting that fish after they hadn't eaten in days and days, even though it was raw, just how, how just good it tasted as far as the body is concerned, but they were adrift. Eight day, nine, ten, eleven, all oh, the weather got rough. Throw the wrath upside down. All right, the raft's upside down. Now they got to turn it back the other way. Now they're all salty again. They're all wet. And they're huddling together. But the problem is, in the middle of the day, it's been so hot, their body's full of blisters just to touch one another. Made you scream, you know. But they just drifted on. 11 days, 12, 13, 14, 15, on up to the 20th day. And by then, of course, sharks were all around the raft. What are you getting at, Brother One? Let me see if I can make some application here and we'll go back to this in the future adrift you know i see this in the physical all right have you seen this in the spiritual i see some bible accounts of people being adrift physically oh the book of genesis genesis chapter four there's the there's the ark and uh uh, built uh, according to god's plans but i i do believe this about the ark even though it had no power I believe it was only afloat. I don't believe it was adrift. Uh, sometimes my grandkids will take a little toy. Maybe it's a little toy truck, a little toy car, and uh, they'll put their finger on top of the car and run it across the floor. I can sort of imagine this is what God did with the ark. Oh, God's hand was on the ark. Afloat, but uh, not adrift. But I do find in the book of Second Corinthians chapter 11, the apostle Paul talks about, of course, he's, a lot of his travel was across land, but a lot of it was there in the Mediterranean Sea. It talks about a night and the day in the deep, all right? So he knew what it was like to be afloat there in the Mediterranean Sea. I find not only do people float at sea, and we can make some physical references there, but there's a possible way to float on the land. Uh, Could not we say, as far as the nation of Israel is concerned, that they were uh, drifting? Uh, I use the word afloat, but the word adrift, you know. Uh, Could not we well say that they drifted some 40 years adrift? 40 years On and on we can go. Drifting shows no purpose. Drifting shows no goals, no headway, no accomplishment. It happens to the rich. It happens to the poor, those that have jobs, those that have not jobs. All to the wicked, to the just, those that sit in bars as well as those that sit in church. All to young people, to seniors, adrift, adrift. What's the cause? Now, this is the heart of the message. See if you can stay with me now. 
All right, now we've made reference to a story about three men that's adrift in the South Pacific. But, uh, my friend, what's the spiritual application? Well, what was the cause of the men being in a four-by-eight wrath there in the South Pacific that was in a scout bomber? You said they lost their power. That is correct. The problem was not with the weather. The problem was not with the navigation. They had lost their power. The same thing would be with a boat. If you were to look at, maybe you were down to the sea or there in a lake, and you would look way offshore, and uh, there was a boat that was there, and it seems as if it didn't move. Come to find out, it was adrift. Uh, what's the problem there? <laughs> a loss a loss of power. So let, let me make a... Let me make an application here, and I want to be very serious, and I do so. In the book of Genesis, in Genesis chapter 3, all right, of course, we have Genesis 1 and 2. We have the creation of man, and of course, also man with his help me. All right, now what's the problem there? All right, God put some stipulations. God had some rules, and uh, uh, especially uh, one there, and you dare not disobey that rule, you know. God said no. Are you listening to me? God said no, and man did it anyway. Disobedient. What took place? My friend, a lot took place there that was more than just Adam got spanked and then thrown outside of a garden. What happened? All right, man became a loser. What did he lose? My friend, yet he lost direction, but he lost power. What are you saying, Brother Mon? I'm saying the problem with Adam and Eve, they lost God. God was their power. So I'll say this. All those who do not know Jesus Christ as Savior are adrift. Oh, then it helps me to understand why people do the things that they do. Why people will say, I don't know why I did that. Well, you were adrift. Our intro, uh, something like this, and I dare not try to sing part of it, but it says, I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea. Uh, the song Harvard and Jesus said, once I was drifting, lost and in sin. I wonder if I'm talking with someone like that. You'll say, what's the problem? No power. No power. Sometimes, as far as a man is concerned, uh, he, he does not know Christ as Savior, but he's moral. He seems as if he's as upright as he can be. What's his problem? He has no power. No power. How do you get this power back? Only in Christ. All salvation brings a movement of the Holy Spirit, and all that's the power we think about behind the Trinity, you know. We talk about when people hear the gospel. What is the gospel? Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the, the what? Come on, let's use our word. For it is the power of God unto salvation. This comes to us. We hear the word of God. It produces conviction. When we accept the truth, what is it? John chapter 1 and verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. What is salvation likened unto? Colossians 1 27, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he dwells within us in the person of the Holy Spirit, you know. Ephesians 6, 10 said, be strong in the Lord, the, the power of his might. How do you get the power back home? Only in Christ. So all people that are unsaved, all those without Christ, they may be good people, but they have no power. All right? There's no power within. All they have is the power of the flesh. 
for the lost. All the lost are adrift, adrift without God. Can believers drift? Oh, yes. You know, as far as this power is concerned that's in our life, why it cannot ever be removed because we're sealed by the Spirit until the day of redemption, you can quench this power. Oh, there are about three lines of stability as far as the child of God is concerned. Of course, there is there is God's Word, the, the book. That's how God talks to us. There is prayer, us talking to God. And then I, I like the ministry of the local church. All right. Now, you take the Bible, and you take prayer, and you take the church, and you take them away. What will happen? Oh, as far as drifting is concerned, it takes place again, and it's very, very dangerous. Am I talking with someone we'll see even next week? The reason it's very dangerous is because drifting is so slow and so silent and so soft, you know, and uh, sometimes this drifting experience takes, uh, it takes years to get to that point, my friend, even as far as the child of God. Have you ever had just, have you ever just sat down and had your mind drift off? People do that way with God. Christian people do that way with God. Sometimes there's misunderstandings, they're hurt or whatever. I'm just, am I talking with someone adrift today? The problem has to do with power, all right? You got to get God's power that comes with salvation. And with salvation, as far as this power, even though you can never lose it, it can get cut, my friend. These lines of stability that the Bible, oh, the devil take the Bible from you, prayer, take the local church, and you wind up just like these in the South Pacific, adrift and coming nigh to a dying experience. Now, until next week, the same time, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.